America, Washington, D.C., signing on. When the Santa's Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org, Brushbeater Training and Consulting, and hosted, of course, by me, the best-selling author of the Gorilla's Guide to the Bow Thing, Radio NC Scout. It is really good to be with you today. I am live in the studio here with the man, the myth, the legend, the owner and CEO of Ready-Made Resources, Mr. Bob Griswold. What's going on, brother? Well, uh, Matt, it's good to be here. Um, it's, it's been a while since we've uh, done a program together, and I always enjoy our time together because I think we have a kindred spirit. And, you know, wh what's going on is we are just watching Collapse of Empire. Um, and, and you know, that has good and bad things to it. You know, I, I think we need to look at some of the good things that are going on right now, and that is people are networking like never before. Um, and, and just a, a, a macrocosm of that, my state, Tennessee, God bless it. It's a great state, the volunteer state. Um, we are being inundated right now with people fleeing, um, you know, the, the blue states. And the ones I'm meeting uh, that are coming to our, our location, you know, they're, <coughs> they're, they're refugees. They're getting out. And so they are looking for family. They are looking for camaraderie. They're looking for com commonality among people because they know where they're living, where they were living, is no longer conducive to liberty. And so this is a good thing we're seeing is that there are a lot of patriot, conservative, Christian people are coming together like never before because all any any semblance of, you know, uh, a government for the people is gone. Uh, the Durham report proves that. I mean, you know, nothing is going to be done. I, I, that's my opinion. I mean, some people might disagree with me. Um, the Hunter Biden scandal. I mean, Glenn Beck the other night, uh, it laid out 100, I think, 56 crimes that they have hardcore evidence that he has committed from gun crimes to sex crimes to drug crimes. Nothing is done. It came out during the Durham report that, you know, the whole reason for the Russia collusion thing, the whole reason for the lie where all of the intelligence agencies openly lied was to cover for Hillary Clinton, her email scandal. So we are on our own. And that's what I think the American people, well, let me put it this way, uh, the conservative, Christian, freedom-loving, liberty-loving people need to, to understand. You know, I was... Um, you know, reading the preamble 
to the Declaration of Independence, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to separate themselves from another people and, 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 and assume among themselves nature's laws and the laws of God and create their own government. Uh, Matt, I, I don't know. Comment. I think we're there. I mean, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily think it has to be violent. I just think it has to say yeah. we're, we cannot we cannot go along with your scheme anymore. We cannot go along with your moral codes. We cannot go along with your Marxism. We cannot go along with your fiat currency. We cannot go along with your education schemes, your your Ill illegal wars. We can't go along with this anymore. And the separation has become so great that it is irreconcilable. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. And, and I want to, I want to back up just for a second and touch on something that you brought up and I'm going to tie it to, to something that, that, uh, some news that broke here in North Carolina yesterday, um, discussing Biden and discussing the, uh, you know, what, what Rush Limbaugh would call it. You, you can see me, uh, I'm, I'm grinning right now because I, I love, love in, invoking, El Rushbo, uh, the the legend, but um, the Biden crime family. You know, we, we know that they're they're criminals, right? It, there's no question about this. And and uh, Hunter Biden is an absolute reprobate. We, we know that this guy is is just corrupt to the core. He's not even a good criminal. I mean, it, you know, it, it, you look at, at some of the, the most notorious criminals in, in American history and, and there was some likable quality to them. And that, that was the reason that we uh, we, we kind of add them to the mythos. You, know, you take somebody like Al Capone, you take, uh, you know, Danny Green, um, Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy was likable. Yeah, they, well, yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, you know, but but I was I was talking about organized crime figures. Yes. You know, specifically, and and you know Jesse James, for example, um, you know the the uh, the Cochise County Cowboys. You you can you, the, you know Lucky Luciano, so on and so forth. You, you could just uh, add Nazem, add you know even El Chapo, uh, El Chapo. It, it when you look at um, th th these are awful people that have done awful things, but at the same time there is a there is a quality to them because they at least took care of someone in their periphery that that they there there was there was selfish intent but at the same time they they took care of someone around them right in their community well the bidens aren't even doing that they're not even doing that they well, are boring. just they're going for broke just you know fire sale whatever they can get money laundering you name it you name it and they're doing it and and it's really really uh, insane how they're doing it because they're using they're using the muscle of government to accomplish all their goals they they didn't even come up in organized crime legitimately you know michael francis is uh kind of a popular um, social media personality now you know he was he was a uh, capo in one of the the five families and he was saying that you know he, he's uh interesting because he's kind of a a, a conservative figure now and, um, you know, Trump supporter and everything. But he's saying that the government is organized crime. It, it's, you know, you can't it's indebatable now that it is. And, and um, you know, this is really, really strong proof of it. But I want to want to tie that to something that's going on here in North Carolina. So, well, Matt, Matt, just one uh, second, just to show you how big yeah, a reprobate he is. He doesn't even support the children he's hired. 
He tries everything. I mean, I, he, he's abandoned yeah. his children. That's it. I mean, you know, it, it it's how how is it that you you basically come up with this straw man begging and pleading to get out of paying child support? You know, basically saying you're broke when it is this is is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, absolutely. But you know, something that's going on here in North Carolina, and, and I want to tie all this to Biden and really painting a, a picture of, the, of today's contemporary Democrat, breaking it down for, for the audience. Because I get, I, I've got a lot of questions about this, especially in the past 24 hours. I got a mountain of emails about this comment that I made last night. Um, and, and, you know, and, and so I want to point it out. Well, uh, Cooper, you know, we call him King Cooper. Uh, is, is kind of an inside joke, but uh, Roy Cooper, governor of North Carolina, is Democrat, um, and and really th- this guy. So I'll break down a little history about this guy. What people outside of North Carolina and maybe are kind of new to North Carolina politics, if they've moved here from somewhere else, they they don't really know. Um, Roy Cooper is part of a cabal of Democrats that sprang up out of the old Dixiecrats. That, that is what he is. Um, he is really the last of that, that whole group of them. And I, I'll, I'll prove it. Um, the attorney general's office in North Carolina has always traditionally been the, the kind of the, the person who is, whoever holds that is the person that's tapped to be the next person running for governor. And so we have a guy named Josh Stein, who's not really from North Carolina. Um, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't have North Carolina accent. He's not, you know, he's he's not really a he's not a North Carolina native. Um, and that right there, when he got into office as the attorney general, that kind of told me that that this whole thing was was wrapped up. Right. This, this this operation they've been running going all the way back to uh, Jimmy Carter and you know really it goes back before then uh, it was it was the the Southern Democrat the Southern populist Democrat the Dixiecrats that were um, trying to placate a lot of the populist fervor out there and these these are the people who who will um, you know they'll, they'll pander to all these special interest groups but they really don't like them. Um, and, and, you know, say all sorts of terrible things about them behind their back. And, and, you know, we, we all know what those things are and, uh, but, but it's, it, it's true. And, and they've had this, this loose, uh, this, this loose coalition at the base. Well, um, Roy Cooper was the attorney general under several Democrat regimes that were corrupt, hideously corrupt here in North Carolina. Um, you know, throughout the, the late 1990s into the 2000s, Roy Cooper successfully, successfully, and, and this is only because of political corruption, successfully was able to dodge any sort of culpability by the fact that Mike Nifong, who is the prosecutor of Durham County in the, the Duke Lacrosse case, was he, he was horribly corrupt. He was completely inept. And his his level of corruption went back uh, well over a decade while he was in office. And so Roy Cooper was the attorney general during all this. He the buck stopped with him. And 
well, you know, it, it, that kind of got swept under the rug. That fact got ignored. Then it turned out that there were all these these rape kits that had never been processed. That had uh, that, that uh, was the really the heart of Mike Nifong's prosecutorial misconduct case, and it fell on Roy Cooper's shoulders, where a lot of that evidence ended up getting destroyed magically right, because they had a fire. Um, that led to the uh, State Bureau of Investigation here in North Carolina getting removed from the executive branch and now was was created uh, created a whole new branch of government that was independent called the, the North Carolina Department of Public Safety. And they removed that they removed any oversight that he would have been able to have. Well, how does this guy end up getting elected governor? Um, you know, the, our, our previous governor, Pat McCrory, was kind of tainted by the whole Duke um, coal ash spill. So I could kind of, you know, I, I could see how people would would vote for for uh, Roy Cooper the first time he was elected, but this last time, nah, not so much. Uh, but he is he he is part and parcel of all this corruption. He is a, is a very good example at the state level of all this corruption, and how uh, you know a lot of people are saying, well, what needs to become of the FBI? How does this you know how how do we rectify all this stuff? Well, what what occurred with the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation becoming a separate entity of government with and and it was it's only a temporary solution because institutions are always going to corrupt themselves. This this is what we know. Okay, it, it's it's really it, it, I mean it, it's a fallacy of man. But right now, right now at the federal government, that needs to occur. I think the FBI needs to be broken up for sure. Um, everybody at the, the top, the, the SES ring needs to be, needs to be sent home at a minimum. Um, several of them do need to be arrested for corruption. And again, you know, I am screaming at the sky here. Do I think anything's going to happen without an outside impetus, uh, for it to, to occur? No. Uh, you know, and, and that's not a black pill. That's just, that's just stating the truth with the way that I see it. But Roy Cooper, getting back to Roy Cooper, Roy Cooper has instituted a state of emergency. State of emergency. This is telling you how desperate the, all, all of these people are, right? He's instituted a state of emergency over the fact that the Department of Education's budget is getting cut here in North Carolina. And it's getting cut because they, in, in part... Because they refuse to get rid of a lot of these this filth that they have in in their uh, libraries, this transgender nonsense, and they refuse to abandon this stuff. And you have all these, you know, you have Red for Ed, which is a communist organization. We do not have a teachers union in the state of North Carolina, but we have Red for Ed, which is a communist organization. They went back when uh, 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 when when I was teaching. They had this big walkout back in the uh, back in 2018 or so, I think 2017. They had this big walkout that they did. It was a big political stunt, but they're communists. If you and, and you can't find any evidence of this anymore because it's all been memory hold. But their logo was a raised fist with a lightning bolt in it inside of an apple. Ah, so the apple is is the the globe, and and of course you know we know the raised fist. This this repeats over time. Um, it, it's it's a Marxist symbology, 
But this is all indicative of the whole. You know, this is all indicative of the whole. And how Roy Cooper even got reelected is is very, very questionable to me. Uh, how North Carolina went overwhelmingly for Trump and how we have a supermajority in both houses of our, our Congress here in North Carolina. And yet Roy Cooper got reelected. It, it just doesn't um, it, it really doesn't make sense. I can't wait for uh, Mark Robinson to, to absolutely sweep the floor with him. Uh, in the upcoming election, but it, it, this, this ties into Biden. And let me explain how this all ties into Biden. Biden is a part of that machine as well. If you look at what Biden has said back, uh, his quotes, the Biden crime bill, um, you know, statements that he's made, he's very much a part of that Dixie crap machine as well. Uh, William Jefferson Clinton was too. Uh, Hillary Clinton really was kind of an opportunist with it, but Bill Clinton was definitely <coughs> part of all that, uh, along with Jimmy Carter. They they were all part of that that Dixie crap machine, and it has run its course. Biden is really much much like Roy Cooper. Biden has been installed. He was installed, and it, it was his turn. Right, he he was the the last handpicked person to be the executor of that office. Where they go from here, and, and this is what I contend, Democrats themselves are, are in, in behind the scenes are really fearful because they don't have a successor to this. They don't have someone necessarily that they can control uh, in, in all aspects that, that's that deeply corrupted. Right. They, they don't really have any of these people and they don't have someone who is not a raw identitarian. And the identitarians of the Democrat Party are the ones who are really winning right now. The identitarians are the Marxists. These are the people like Denny Johnson in uh, Chicago. You know, they get rid of Beetlejuice. They get Benny Johnson. Oh, better the devil, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. This, this is where this is going. And it's deeply concerning for me, too, it, just, just observing this, because this tells me that they're getting desperate at all levels. They're getting extremely desperate. They're getting desperate at the local level because they're losing. They're getting desperate at the state levels because they're losing. They're having to resort to uh, states of emergency because of budget cuts for education, because you won't get pornographic material out of public schools. This, this is absolutely, this is nonsense and it's unacceptable. And so just as you pointed out with the, the, uh, the collapse of Rome, the burning of Rome and how it was blamed on the Christians, right? When we mm -hmm. know that, you know, history points to, to other things, this, they are absolutely getting desperate at this point. And I wouldn't put any number of things past them. What say you? Including running a, a truck into the White House with a with a Confederate <laughs> flag on it. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a Nazi flag. It was a Nazi, a Nazi flag. flag. Well, I would have I would have absolutely you know kind of I would have still dismissed it for sure, but I would have would have been like eh, rebel flag. Yeah, I mean, I might you know yeah that might be a little little bit more believable. But a Nazi flag? Where the hell did you get it? You didn't just buy a Nazi flag, you know, on some little. Uh, at a truck stop on 95 on the way up to D.C. Come on, yeah. man. 60,000 pounds of missing ammonium nitrate. Um, you know, uh, we see 
God knows what's coming across our southern border and how it could easily be blamed on uh, the right wing because nobody will, it will, there'll be no fingerprints to it. Uh, there, there's so many things right now where I think uh, conservatives, Christian, whatever, what, that, that whole genre of people are, are being set up. And, and we, because we don't know our history, Matt, most people don't understand the dynamics of the battle they're in. Um, and and it, it's just like, golly boom, how did that happen? Um, you know, little Tennessee in there for you. Um, but, um, East Tennessee right there. East Tennessee, yeah. Golly boom. Um, we see, uh, again, it all being exposed. And at this point, you know, nothing is being done. Um, and and I don't know, my, my personal belief is, I don't know how far this corruption is going to run down and how far it's going to drag down the American people, the American economy, how far it's going to drag us into war before something can be done. Um, I don't think we're there yet. I, I think there's still, you know, they plan on bringing it down further and further. Um, I don't know how much truth there is to the fact that uh, Putin blew up, you know, all those DU um, armaments and that there's a, a nuclear cloud floating over Europe. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Uh, we're at a debt impasse right now, which serves the Democrats. I mean, this does not serve the Republicans at all. It serves the Democrats to shut the economy down so they can blame it on that. They, they, and in the, you know, one of the points of contention, what government would want a stadium full of IRS agents to go after the American people? Does that sound like a government of the people, by the people, and for the people? No, no it sounds like it sounds like it really the Gestapo that they're going to come after people. So my my belief and my question is how you first of all you're on your own. You're going to have to understand that there that it's not that there's no assistance coming from the government, it's just that the government is openly hostile towards you. And, and we see it over and over again. Um any any conservative that sticks his head up, it's mowed over, nailed down, beaten, you know, and, and so this is this is the point, uh, and I and I think we agree on this that you know we have our destiny in our hands right now, in the hands of God, in our in, in our hands, um, and we're going to have to make some tough choices. How to come out from this system? How to stop supporting this system? Because the system, everything you give to the system, it's used against you. It's coming back to be used against you, and sooner or later, peacefully, hopefully. But it, it comes in the course of human events, it comes necessary to dissolve the bands that have held us together. We can no longer be under the governance of these people. They are reprobate to the core. They are, they are Marxist to the core. I mean, these people promote the mutilation of children, even as young as two years old, that you can transition a two-year-old boy. So this, this it, and when you come to that understanding that you know, the, the normal vehicles of government, the normal avenues of government by which citizens, you know, commit, do commerce, uh, redress grievances are all closed off at this point. They're closed off. It doesn't do any good to go to City Hall. Well, maybe City Hall, but it doesn't do any good to go to Washington. Um, some City Halls are still responsive. But, um, and, and so that sets up a dynamic of personal responsibility for the individual 
and, and and we've had generations now of people raised with that concept of the personal responsibility is alien to them. Um, even in the what I would consider the prepper movement or the people who say they're aware, Matt, I, I've been to your courses, the, the most excellent courses I've been to. I, I learned so much. Thank but you. You're of all the people, guy. of all the people that say they're aware, what percent come and get any kind of training? Well, um, I'll put it like this. Uh, I, I will say that, and you know this too, everybody that comes to class that, that says, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to learn a skill. They're all deadly serious people. Yes. All of them. I mean, they're there to have a good time for sure. And, and, and they do, but they are deadly serious people. You know, it, it, it's, it's, Hey, we're not here because it's a recreational activity. We're here because we, we know what we're about. Um, but I would say it's, it, it is a small percentage, but it is a much larger percentage than ever before. So I, I think that's probably the best way that I can put that. Um, that, that, that is promising. It, 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 the, the, the training community has never been bigger than it is right now. You know, I, I always credit guys like Clint Smith, you know, Colonel Cooper for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I mean, you, you, t- you talk about the, the guys who are really the, the uh, ground layers in the, the modern training community. I think that that's, that's really two, two uh, cornerstones right there. Um, you know, and, 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 uh, several other guys, I mean, you know, you had, you had get the guys in the early two thousands that were really cutting their teeth and, and doing good work out there. You had, uh, like James Yeager that was out there that, that was really, and he made no bones about where he stood, you know, and, and Hey, this, this is who I am, uh, for good or bad. And, and this is where I stand on things. And, and, you know, it's always, uh, he, you know, told you what he thought about stuff could be controversial at times, but you know, it, it is what it is, but look at how many people you train, you know, and, 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 um, but, but even still that all, all of that, you know, you take every one of these guys that, that sprang up and I would say, and I, I've said this before, uh, the, the global war on terror produced a lot of negative effects on society, but one of the best things that it produced was really a, a cadre of some of the, the most combat experienced people that this country has ever had that are all willing to offer what they know. It, it, there has never been a time in American history. And, and this is the, the, you know, the American revolution included in this where there has been so many people with, with a very strong background in combat arms who are really good trainers and saying, Hey, you know, we're, we're, we're here to offer what we know. And, um, you know, you, you can, you, you see, like I've, I I mean, I've got so many people started uh, with with their own individual respective companies and, and, you know, have been over backwards to give a lot of these guys uh, their, their opportunities so they can cut their teeth. Cause I mean, it was a hard road to get to where I am. And, um, you know, sleeping in the dirt, sleeping in my truck, you know, going to strange places, being on the road a lot. I, I still am. But, you know, you struggle through those, those that first few years of classes but uh, and, and really make a name for yourself. But um, and, and I've been very, very fortunate in that. But you see the class sizes getting bigger and bigger and bigger. 
And th those people are very serious about what they're about, you know? And, and so th there's, there's a lot of people who are very serious and very awake. And for whatever reason, one thing I've observed and, and, you know, I think that this is a very good thing. And I think part of it is just kind of, uh, it might just be part of my personality. I'm not sure. Um, but I get a lot of people in class who it's, this is their first foray into the training world. It's, it's the first time that they, they've ever been to a firearms class or they've ever been to any sort of train, you know, tactical training class or whatever. It's kind of that, um, it, it bridges that gap. And I'm really honored by that. Uh, because it, it's like, man, you know, I'm, I'm really glad and honored that, that I could be your first foray into this community. Now go train with other people. You know, you, you, you learn from me now, now go learn from other people too, you know, and, 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 uh, you know, get, give some of these other great trainers that are out there a chance. Well, but Matt, in all, in all fairness, but you, you not only offer firearms, you offer, um, <clears throat> you know, you have your, uh, RTO and RTO advanced class. Yeah. I've taken those radio telephone operator and radio tel telephone operator advanced. We've got one and, coming up at your place in yeah, September. Yeah. And it, it's, um, it's, it's already halfway full, by the way. Yeah. Well, you didn't you even know, know that before we came on air. It's, it is already folks. Hey, and I'm telling you this, this class, what, what, what did I put it up a week ago? Yep. It's already halfway full. So yeah, like, we have, a, wow. I think we have a great facility here. <laughs> A uh, nice building. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of radio equipment in the building that Matt can um, has for, for demonstration purposes. He can use, but um, this this is my point, and, and um, I, I think America at large needs to understand this: that um, our government is it's a government of themselves and for themselves. Uh, if you're not in that club, uh, you'll you'll never receive any benefit from the government. Uh, you know they're going to try to do everything they can to destroy you. Central bank, digital currency, uh, destruction of the food supply. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. You cannot say by accident, we have, we were energy independent and now we're energy dependent. I mean, there were demonstrable, obvious things that were done to uh, make us energy, uh, lose our energy independence. There have been demonstrable things done to help destroy the agricultural industry of the United States. Petrochemicals being one of them, um, it, it is obvious that our our school system has been infiltrated by not only perverts but Marxists to destroy our children. So I could go on and on and on like that. So my my thing right here is um, what they seek to destroy: personal individual individuality, personal liberty, personal responsibility, is the very things <coughs> that we need to be working on. We need to take charge of it. And, and, and that's, you know, for me, you know, I run ready-made resources and that's one of the, I, it's a, it's a triad of, of things. Um, good training, good people, good equipment. That's what I, I, I tell people all the time. And, you know, you can, you know, I used to be a builder, a carpenter. In fact, I used to build some really fancy staircases. You know, I could have the, and I knew how to build some really nice circular staircases. If I didn't have the right material, the job suffered. Didn't matter how much I knew, the job suffered. I could have the best material, the finest, finest woods, quarter sawn woods. And I didn't know what I was doing. It was a Rube Goldberg. If I didn't have the right tools, you know, to work those things, the job suffered.
So it took the right tools, the right material, and obviously the person with the knowledge to implement those and to build a, a finished product. And that's what I would say today. You know, first and foremost, you you can have, and we, Matt, raise your hand. How many, do you, you know people that have a thousand guns and they can't shoot one of them accurately? Oh, yeah. 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 I've got, I, I, I know, I, I know, um, well, I mean, I know, I know gun collectors, but, but we all know that that guy that has, you know, 50, 50 AR 15s or whatever. And he's like, Oh, this is my, this is my DMR setup. And this is yeah. my, my, my Mark 12 thing. SPR setup. And this is my CQP as uh, setup, you know, and you look at him and you're like, well, you know, how many classes have you been to? Uh, well, I'll know how to shoot when the time comes. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I, again, I'll know I'm, how. I'll know magically how to do these things when the time comes. You Bro, know, I'm gonna OJT OJT don't get it when when adrenaline is pumping and that dude. No, no, uh, it, it, no. It it don't work, man. No, I, uh, I, it's I like people saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in shape when I need to." Yeah, I can watch all the great. <laughs> no, TV. man, I, it, it don't work that way. No. Um, no, it's the, you look, man, you ain't losing, but losing weight by eating at the buffet. No. Okay. It, it's, it, it ain't getting it. I can watch all the Gracie jujitsu videos that I've ever been made and know all those techniques, <laughs> arm locks, choke holds, manipulation holds, yep. and, yep. and, and get in the ring and get my ass handed to me because I've but never I watched actually the video. done it. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I watched the videos. Um, I'll say that they, there's one exception to that, um, only one, and, and and this is just a very gentle pushback. When I was in the army, okay, so you know we we were in our our train up to go to Afghanistan, and um, you know people that have known me for a long time know I'm a big fan of the AK, love the AK platform, um, always have. I, I think is that's just the the I love simple robust, effective tools. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, that's just, you know, any AK represents that. It it represents a very simple, um, robust weapons platform. And you don't have to have, and you don't have to have 75 attachments on it. Yeah, yeah, right. For all the people out there that'll no doubt send me an email, but like, look, man, I love my ARs too. Okay, I can, I, I, promise you I, I train people how to shoot ar-15s i got a um, i got i literally have one spot in the fighting carbine course coming up it's an ar-15 course okay so i i don't get into the whole this platform that platform argument it's, i've run both in combat okay so we, we don't we don't need to go there but uh, anyway with that said um you know the the uh the train up for Afghanistan, we knew that, that we were going to be working with a, a specific unit of the Afghan SOF apparatus, their, their special operation. We knew that we were going to be working with them. And um, it's kind of questionable, like, all right, you know, when we take these guys to the range, we need to know what the hell we're doing with AKs, too. Even though we had them in our arsenal, um, we, we had AKs assigned to the unit in the arms room. We didn't really do much with them. I mean, we had a, we had a couple of foreign weapons platforms. We just didn't really do anything with them. So we got a Sonny Pazikas's uh, Beyond the Firearm 
and that DVD and, and we're watching it and we were just emulating what he was doing over and over again. But, but, and it, it you know, it, it may, even though I know, you know, Sonny, Sonny's an interesting character. He's, he's kind of controversial too, for uh, reasons, but um, you know, the, the things like magazine changes, weapon manipulation, I mean, Hey, the, the techniques work. And, and so we were emulating those, um, and, and training ourselves to do that because we didn't have time to go take an actual AK class from somebody. And back in those days, they really didn't exist. I think, um, you know, Larry Vickers and Gabe Suarez might've been running them and that was it. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was, that was all there was. And, and so, um, and, and, you know, we weren't going to make it to either of those classes. We weren't going to make it out to Arizona. And, you know, uh, Larry Vickers was co- uh, chronically backed up with, with people trying to get into class. So it wasn't going to happen. All right. Um, so anyway, that, that's kind of the exception to that. But, but we already had the prerequisite skills. We, we had already done, I mean, running the M4 and knowing, you know, knowing the basic mechanics of weapons manipulation was already an innate thing to us because we'd done it so much. It wasn't, this wasn't a new concept. We were simply taking one skill and modifying it a bit to another. And that's why, like, that's where when you you bring up martial arts, um, going from one discipline to another, this is how you can actually do that effectively. And I mean, I know you know that uh, for sure, the strong martial arts background yourself that you, you know, when, when you're coming from one discipline, you can go to another. You know, when, when I was go, coming from freestyle wrestling and got into uh, BJJ later on, it was actually very intuitive for me to do that. And and getting into jujitsu was um, kind of, it, it was kind of actually more intuitive to me to do that than competitive freestyle wrestling. Because now all of a sudden I have a new dimension that's opened up to me. I can use my back. Yeah. Like I can, you, you go to your back quite a bit. Obviously in freestyle wrestling, you don't want to do that because you know, you, you're, you're going to lose. But in, in, uh, in jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu, especially in the Gracie uh, branch of it all, you go to your back a lot, man, you know, and, and, and utilize that as, as setting up for, for different holds, triangle chokes and, and uh, you know, everything else. So it, it, it was very intuitive for me at, at the time when I made that transition, but yeah, exactly, man, you, 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 but if I didn't already have those foundational skills, none of that would have made sense. You know, no, um, one of the things is, is that, um, you know, you said, keep it simple. You know, when I used to teach, I, you know, I would basically pick five, like a sweep, an arm lock, you know, a chokehold and, and there's always ways you can vary it, but I would say practice five of those skills over and over and over again. You know, if you're Chuck Norris and you want to be able to do a triple back upside down spinning back kick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Spend your entire life doing it. Quit your job and, yeah. and do it. And you can only do it to you about 30 because after that, your body ain't going to do it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but if you learn just the basics of a trap an arm, how to trap an arm, how to do a sweep, how to get into a choke or get out of a choke, um, and a few other manipulative moves, you know, that's more than what 95% or probably 99% of the people on the street know. And it's going to make you 
you know, an effective street fighter. And, and, you know, I always told people, don't go to the dojo where you see 9,000 trophies. Um, you want to go to the dojo where everybody can beat you up. It's not good for your ego, but it's good for your training. Go to the dojo where everybody can beat you um, because you learn a lot from their skills. If you go to the dojo where you can beat everybody, you really get stagnant real quick. And so I want to train with people better than me. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not trying to patronize you, but you're a better shooter than me. And, and you're, you were better at radio than me. Now, if I had gone to, you know, ABC, you know, radio school, and I had gone to shoot the paper standing still pistol school, yeah, I, I would have felt great. You know, wow. Yeah. You know, I can drive the car in park in the driveway really well, you know, make the sound and do everything. I need to do. <laughs> you know, I can do that really well. Yeah. But, you know, I'm really not doing myself any service. In fact, I'm doing myself a grave disservice. If, but, in, but when I got into the ring with people who I knew could kick my butt, I really, really learned. It, it was a, yeah, a great, a great it, learning it experience. Mike Tyson quote, you know, the, the Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's such a brilliantly simple statement. Like that, that right there is, is um, because, you know, it, it, it's so simple because it's, it's, it's a hundred percent accurate. But it's also a statement of fact that, you know, you, you got to get in there and you have to apply those fundamentals. Whatever it is, you got to apply those fundamentals, man. And um, if you apply them over and over and over again, you know, transition, yeah. transition, transition, yep. AR to pistol, AR to pistol, AR to pistol. You know, you might not be able to, you know, hold a mirror and hold your AR-15 and shoot something looking through the mirror, you know, backwards. But when it comes time, you have a misfeed or an empty mag and you got to keep in the fight and you can do that transition a half a second quicker than the next guy. Guess who wins? You know who wins? Yep. yep. The guy who's practiced. Um, right. Not the guy who has, you know, you know, I have a less bear and I love my less bear, you know, but it's oh, not the guy who has five less bears is going to win the contest. No, I um, mean it, it's that's that's I call that category of, of firearms barbecue guns. Yeah, I mean, they, sure, are they practical? Hell yeah, they're practical. You know, but your 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 Nighthawks, your Les Bear, your you know Dave Lauk, um, beautiful, beautiful weapons. But it's like wearing a Rolex every day. Yes, you know, could you? Sure, I, I mean, I could. You know, I've got I've got all my high end stuff, but. I don't necessarily want to, you know, no. it, it's why, why am I carrying around um, a, a $5,000 handgun on my hip when Glock 19 does perfectly adequate for, you, you know, know it, 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 precisely people want to buy these, you know, we sell Berkey water filters and they want to buy the one with eight, nine filters in it, you know, and I'm thinking, listen, why don't you buy two smaller ones? Because mm -hmm. there's a good chance one of them will break one day. And if it breaks and you've got that big one and it breaks, you're SOL. But if you have two, mm -hmm. you've got a backup. You know, for that $5,000 gun, you could buy six Glocks, seven Glocks. I don't know. 
Yeah. Um, and, you know, not that you need to, but, you know, that's, that's how I look at it. Functional, simple, make sure it works. If you want to have right. some collector guns, fine. But right now, going back to what I was saying, we're looking at a debt default. Obviously, you know, we're looking at World War III. Obviously, we're looking at a breakdown of society that we have not seen since the 1850s, 1860s. A polarization of society that it, it, it's unbelievable um, that we have people that are so hardcore diametrically opposed right now. Um, we have an education system that's turned against us. We have a news media that's openly hostile towards Christian religion or conservatism. And I don't care. You know, I sell stuff, you know, ready-made resources. We sell stuff, but we promote the use of it. You can, and you know, right. you don't want to have, you, you know, I've got a $99, 500 piece bug out bag. You know, it's like, I'm telling you, that's not a bug out bag. It's a piece of junk, yeah. you know, um, you know, you buy good equipment. I, when I was, when I was doing, I still have most of my good tools, but I had really nice tools because the stuff I built was really nice. I mean, you know, I built guitars for a long time and your tolerances there are hundreds of an inch. And, you know, you can't use a, a reciprocating saw to make, to make a, you know, a, a sawzall to make a guitar. You have to have fine tools. But at the same time, you have to have those, you have to have the skills to be a quality luthier guitar builder. You have to have those skills, Matt. And that's what I want to encourage people during this program right now to, to seek out. It's like you said, I, I think you do offer ec excellent training. I know the last one we had, I had so much fun at that last course because you know, the little blonde <laughs> yeah. cutie, remember it was, uh, yeah. it was a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine who just happened to be a little blonde cutie was sitting over there. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. You know, they it generated some interesting conversation. I bet it did. Everybody in class was like, was it, what, what is he doing? Yeah, he's 60 some years yeah, old. We need, old blonde uh, girl. we need to. And he knows her real well. Uh, is this <laughs> one of the things we need to not bring up when his wife is here? It's like, yeah. nah, man, it's all it, part it, of the show. So <laughs> I, I think everybody in that class learned a lot, but it was also a lot of fun. And the camaraderie that you develop, well, you, I mean, do you have buddies in the, in the army that you're going to have buddies till the day they die? Oh yeah. Of course you do. Oh, yeah, you were in foxholes together. Yep. You, you train together. And I know Marines the same way. Um, yep. You know, they were in Iraq and, you know, they, they, they were under fire and, you know, the, they were watching each other's backs and covered each other. Well, we all can't do that. Um, but the, the, the training mat offers is as close as I would say to realistic, um, you know, life, uh, blank, blank firing adapters and shooting blanks. Um, that was so real. And just the, the lessons I learned of getting functionally fixated on a target in front of me when I didn't watch, I was being flanked and I was shot. Now, not for real shot, but, you know, shot. Um, and, and so, you know, my, my encouragement right now is this government is becoming more and more hostile. And I, I, I'm not recommending violence. I don't. I think violence is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely the last thing 
It's only after a long course of grievance that people have to resort to that to say, no, we can't do this anymore. And even even the violence like Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks, I'm not going to the back of the bus. I'm not sitting in the damn back seat anymore. You know, right. that, that that that's violence in and of itself, but a different kind. Um, you know, Martin Luther King. No, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and but between now and then we see this government becoming more and more hostile towards us. And I don't care how many guns you have. And if you don't have quality friends, I mean, uh, one of your partners in former Army Ranger, John Lovell, everybody needs a tribe. And yeah. if you don't have good friends, I mean, you know, people call me all the time. <clears throat> Do you know any groups I can join? <laughs> don't join a group. Join, get friends. Develop right. friendships. That's right. You know? um, well, I, I, I mean, it, it, it's, it's as simple as this, man. It, like, look at look around, and I, this is what I tell people. I, I was talking about this on the podcast yesterday. Uh, look around at your neighborhood, because that's that's what matters. All right, you know, it, and I'm not putting down, you know, anybody that's that's put together, you know, an organization that you know the county or state level. Um, they are what they are, man. But but look around at your neighborhood you know, whatever it is, because this is something that, that people can really learn, I think from, and not to dive down in a whole other rabbit hole, but this is something that people can really learn from the inner city. Um, you Absolutely. Know, a lot of times people that live on the periphery of that, like suburbia, people live in rural areas. Um, well, I mean, rural areas are kind of a, a analog to this too. You know, if, if you talk to like where I live, it's an extremely rural place. When people tell you where, where they're from, where, where I am from, they don't say a town. They just say the county because, you know, I mean, you've been up here. The town, it, you, you sneeze and pass it. So it's mm -hmm. just the county. Like, that's, that's the county we're from. And um, everybody knows every, – everybody has lived here for more than 15 years. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody generally knows, you know, who the decent people are, who the trashy people are, like who, who to stay away from. Like we, we know all that stuff. Right. So you, you kind of apply that to, to uh, something you can learn from the inner city. What people can learn from the inner city is that the, the um, yeah, yeah, you know, you have the crime aspects and all that, all that stuff, too. But one of the important things to take away from that is that they all know one another very very well yeah, your tribe everybody everybody living growing <clears throat> up in kind of a rough area a poor area uh could be inner city could be very rural doesn't really matter it's it's kind of a similar uh social breakdown there everybody knows everybody everybody is intimately familiar with the ins and outs of, of people who are coming and going who belong there who don't belong there right when, when the chips are down, this is what matters. These are the things that matter. You know, and, and I'm telling you, if you come into an area, if, if you're new in an area and you think that you're all of a sudden going to show up and reinvent the wheel, it doesn't matter whether you have the best of intentions or not. People are going to be outwardly hostile to you. They, 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 absolutely. Not. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they, I'm telling you, because I've done this. All right. I've done this. Where you know you have somebody and you you instantly you, you can tell by the way they talk, by the car they drive. A lot of times, I mean, because I, I'll I'll put it like this: we 
you, when, when I was growing up, you knew everybody by what truck they drove. You, you, you knew that like, all right, you know, that's, that's Steve's truck. That's Wayne's truck. Like you, you knew them by the truck that they drove and they would drive that truck for forever. Like they, they, they you know, old, old beat up, you know, whatever it, it's, it's, it, and they're going to be driving that because that, that's just the way that it goes, man. People don't, don't have new things. Like, and when somebody does get something new, everybody hates on them. Like, oh, he, he bought a new truck. Does he think he's better than us? You know, like, that's that's just the attitude everybody has, man. But you instantly know when people aren't from there, you instantly know. Like, you, yeah, you, it, you know, exactly. as soon as they open their mouth, you, <clears throat> they, they may even look like a familiar face. But as soon as they open their mouth, like, ah, yeah. That's not the way we did it in California. Um, ah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You get hot over that one. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Even if, even if, man, like, like, yeah, Californian coming out here, they, they could be like, they, they, they could be the most conservative guy since, since Ronald Reagan. But as soon, I'm telling you, as soon as they drop that, that California, it, it, everything shifts. It's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, you're, you're a good uh, guy, but you've been swimming in a septic tank for the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, but, but that, that is what it is. It, it's something that people really need to take from that, because when you're when you're trying to build community, the, the longevity, it's not something you can do overnight, man. No, you know, no. you know that I know that but a lot of people out there that, that are, are fleeing suburban areas. And, and I'm not going to say it's too late because it's never too late to make a change. But I will say this, that, that, you know, expect it to take about a decade before people warm up to you. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, you relocate out to a rural area where, you know, you, you buy, um, you know, Paul Paul's farm from, you know, the heat, Paul Paul died and, you know, the, the, the kids had to sell his farm or whatever. And, you know, you you show up and you buy his farm for pennies on the dollar. Don't expect his kids to be friendly to you, and, you know, and his grandkids to be friendly to you. They're always going to hold a grudge for a while. It, we, that's just way, and and everybody that Paul Paul knew. It, it, that's the way. It, and for people that are listening to this, that are like, man, I, I don't I don't really know if I understand how that is. Um, if if you're outside of it, you ain't gonna understand it. I, I'm just gonna put it like that. You ain't gonna we, understand. It, but we it, were here. We were here a long time when I got COVID, and um, we've been going to a church, a local small Baptist church. Not rich people, but you know, but every one of those people came over. I was in the hospital, and they would make bringing Roxanne food, meals, um, yep. you know, and that's my group. That's my yeah. group. The um, church is the fastest way yeah. to do it. That, that's that's the fastest way to build the the community because it is designed that way yes uh, for a reason it, it's they, there's a reason that the church as intended according to the bible the church is the center of all things should be the center of all things is center of all social life all yes things. because um, that's the bedrock of morality you know and and, and it doesn't matter it, you say like in, oh in town that ain't my denomination so what yeah doesn't, doesn't matter like the, that, that part doesn't matter. As long as they're not hanging a doggone rainbow flag out, out front, like some of these, the, you know, some of these churches are doing in, in the bigger areas. And that's why they're dying. They're dying. 
it, yeah. it, you know, I, I can tell you personal examples of churches around here that did that and they have no congregation left. Yeah. I mean, uh, COVID destroyed them and then they had no the camaraderie. Church, three to four. Yeah. And the gone. Methodist church is in real trouble so. because they embraced all that nonsense coming out of Duke university and, and, you know, the Duke divinity school and they, they're pushing that stuff. And it, it's like these, the, the young pastors that are coming out of there, they don't understand what's going on because they yeah. don't, they don't see anything wrong with, with what they're saying. Not to get on that, that whole, that going down that whole rabbit hole. Cause there's something else that I want to dive into a little bit of breaking news here. Um, this is, and, and this is important. Uh, breaking news. I wish I had a sound effect for breaking news. Like the, like the Fox news, breaking news. But this is, I have this a, is a tin can. One. I can, <laughs> nah, 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 uh, like, like old school, old, old, old time yeah. radio. Yeah. Uh, but this is coming. Yeah, maybe, maybe this will work. Breaking news. <laughs> this, this is coming via DC Drano on Twitter. And we have an image of the guy. We, we talked about this incident earlier in the podcast, the U-Haul truck that drove into the gate at the White House that, that had a Nazi flag, just had a Nazi flag. That, they just decided to lay out uh, very gingerly, um, you know, on, on out, out on the road. Well, you know, obviously Nazi flag, it's a it's white supremacist, right? Uh, well, now we have a, a face and a name with this suspect. The name is Cy Varsif Kandula. Uh, from Missouri, he drove a U-Haul into the White House gates, and now the media is referring to him as a white supremacist after authorities found a Nazi flag in the vehicle. The authorities, Matt, Matt I got, I got to say something. National socialism—it's not—it's not conservative. Marxist it's socialism. That is, that is, that is a real. Uh, I tell you that what is that a what is that an Irish Catholic name? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what what is this timeline we're living in, man? Where you know you have all these white. They, what, what have we have we run out of white supremacists to the point that now they have to outsource? That is is that what this is? Is this like what what uh who was it was it Kamala Harris that was saying it the other day? No, it was uh, it, it was it was a buzzsaw. Uh, I, I call her buzzsaw because her teeth are all gangly. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, call her buzzsaw because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she's got some she's got some hideous teeth. Like she got oh. she got teeth well, on top of teeth. In not there. the only thing is hideous. But, <laughs> but she she <laughs> was saying she was she was saying that that uh, you know all, all the migrants are coming in to pick vegetables. You know they they're doing the jobs that that. Americans don't want to do well, well. I guess white supremacy is one of the jobs that Americans don't want to do anymore either. Yes, man, they they just, uh, they, they just can't. They can't. I mean, this is this this is this is so comical at this point. Uh this is so hideously comical at this point that they have run out of patsies to the point that they're having to get these guys that are just. Where are they even finding them? Where are they even coming from? I mean, it's, 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 I, I mean, come on! And, oh, oh, but he's a white, he's a white supremacist. He's white, sees white supremacist. <laughs> well, I, I, the other day, Fox put up a picture of a put up a picture of a black guy, 
and they called him dark white skinned. Um, and they really. Oh did. yeah, oh yeah. Was that the was, was that the lady from the View? Did yeah, dark white skin. Sunny, sunny, um, or whatever her name is. Yeah. Hey Matt, can I ask oh, you a question? Um, just uh, this is a ninety degree turn. What what what's the what? story with the sat phones and senators? Oh man. Oh well. So I covered that yesterday. Um, I'll tell you in a nutshell. I think that you know we know. I've talked about ad nauseum, and, and you know you and I have had that conversation behind closed doors too about uh satellite phones and how they you know i find it highly highly suspect that they're pushed over on the the survival and prepping community um the the dissident conservative community uh it it you know it you know past 12 months past 18 months have they been advertised in, in certain circles and i'm not trying to put anybody on the spot i'm just pointing out my observation um but you know we know satellite phones are beacons First and foremost, as soon as you power that thing on, that is a beacon and a real, real powerful one um, that that is the only thing that is occupying that frequency space that it transmits in is satellite phones. And they are very easy to track. Very, very easy to track. And we've been tracking these devices since... Uh, we've had the capacity to track them since the 1980s, but, um, you know, every, every competent intelligence agency on earth has the technology to track these things. Um, you know, the Russians were using it to target Chechen leaders back in the 1990s. It's many documented cases of that. Um, you know, we utilized it to target, uh, Al Qaeda leadership in central Asia, uh, from Operation Desert Fox all the way forward uh, to, you know, 9-11. We, we, we've been utilizing this quite a bit. Uh, you know, in Yemen, w- one of the difficulties we had in Yemen was because uh, a lot of the, the Al-Qaeda network there knew this and, and they were not utilizing them for that reason. Uh, so <clears throat> they're being issued to, to the Senate. There were some inaccuracies in the story. Uh, that that I saw online, the CBS story yesterday was the one that I referenced. That that one was the complete story. Um, some of the other sensationalist outlets were saying that only fifty senators were given them. Now, fifty senators as of yesterday accepted them, but they all one hundred senators were were given the opportunity to get them. I think that they're beacons. Uh, they're they're being utilized as beacons, but that's. Here's the thing. Um, number one, if if there's a communications blackout where all of a sudden conventional cell phones don't work, the satellite. The, I'm not going to get down into the weeds on on uh, the communication systems and how they all the intricacies of them phone systems work in totes, but a lot of it is at the macro level satellite based, um, the the relays and and what have you. So if the the There. You back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, I lost lost you for a second. Um, but it, it ain't gonna do you too many favors, I, I don't think. Uh, um, they're utilizing it as a beacon. 
But he, here's here's my question, and, and this was my question yesterday. I, I, this is my question today, and it's an open-ended question. I, I think I know the to this. Um, it is a – well, l- let me say the question. Why would they disclose to the public such a highly exploitable piece of data? When we know that that the Chinese intelligence services have operations running right now inside the United States, we, we'd be idiots to think that they don't. Let me ask you a question. Then. Russian intelligence, GRU, you know, FSB, they, they're running operations here and, and they, they know that that's exploitable data. Why why would they be telling the world that senators are going to be doing this? This is yeah, I mean, could a drone, could a, you know, you know, if you have 100 senators, this is, this was my thought. Um, if you have 100 senators and you know, Senator one got a cell phone or a sat phone one, how hard would it be to program a drone to zoom in on that sat phone one and take them out? It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, you're, you're carrying a transponder on you um, <clears throat> that's pinging your position. I mean, that, that, that that's that was my point. That was my thought that, you know, yeah. how quick would be to decapitate the government. With 50 or to 100 drones, you know, and you right. just do a decapitation strike. Uh, and and yeah, you're exactly right. And and I'll, I'll predict this. You know, I have people that ask me to predict things all the time. And I'm like, look, man, I ain't got no crystal ball. I'm just some hillbilly in North Carolina with too many guns, man. <laughs> I, I, I ain't, you know, I ain't going to tell you what the future is. However, you know, when, when you end up in the public purview, all, all I can tell you is what's in the realm of possibilities. I do not think an outside nation will attempt at this point, at this, this point, the conditions being what they are in the country. You know, the, the southern border is is wide open and we know we have bad actors that are coming in. All right. We, we know this. OK. However, however. I do not think that the United States government will come under attack from an external nation at this point. OK, good point. I, but I always do think of Babylon in the mini, mini Teco Uparsan. And one night at the height of the zenith of the Babylonian Empire, yep, boom, Medes and the Persians came in. They did a decapitation strike. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering when they hear me make that statement, they're probably wondering, like, what? How in the world could you say that? Let me quantify this real quick. So I consider the Biden administration and the the whole insular SES ring that has propped him up, that chose him to be where he is, uh, to, to be the, the puppet master, uh, if you will, where I would say he is the marionette. He's not the <clears throat> puppet master. Uh, but he, he is the he's the ringmaster, if you will. Kind of kind of the, the center showpiece, right? Um Right now, they're in a full-blown panic, and they cannot maintain cohesion. They have rebellion in their own party, just as I pointed out with Roy Cooper. Um, the the street-level Marxists, he like a perfect example here in North Carolina. Roy Cooper is a Dixiecrat, 
and he's the last of the Dixiecrats. All of the the Democrats that that are uh, active here in the United uh, in the United States, all the Democrats that are active in North Carolina, aren't from North Carolina. None of them are. They they all all of all, all of that old breed is gone, right? And so all you have now in the 1990s, you had a lot of people moving down from the Northeast. They were coming down, and they were uh, they, they were voting Democrats. So the Democrats. Uh, really pandered to them and, and modified their message to pander to them. And that, that was when you saw the, the uh, tobacco industry come under attack and a lot of it turned around and left. Well, now you have a lot of people coming from the left coast that are living here and they're pandering to them, except that these are the, you know, unlike the folks that came, that moved down from the Northeast, they, they came down here to retire. And so they were really a decade affair at the most. They, they decade, mm-hmm. 15 years, and they're aged out. They're, they're, they're done. This generation that's coming now from the left coast are all young. They're my age or younger. They've got longevity. And so they're beginning to run their own candidates, and they're not donating to the North Carolina Democrat Party. That's why the North Carolina Democrat Party itself, the state entity, is bankrupt. People don't know that. They, they don't have any money. They declared bankruptcy a couple of years ago, and they've never been fiscally solvent since. Here's the thing. At the federal government level, that's a perfect example. The federal government level, they cannot maintain cohesion of, of their own party, right? Because we know the, the Republican Party, Democrat Party, the, the, the two sides of the same coin. Uniparty. Right? The uniparty, the deep state, whatever it is that you want to call it, kleptocracy. I call it oligarchy because that is what it is. Okay, that that is what it is. It is oligarchy. That is the technical term for it. The power elite. Um, they they are now in a full blown panic because they cannot control the grassroots movements that are happening both on the left and the right. Okay, we, we have it happening on the right. I'm part and parcel of it. You're part and parcel of it. We know what we are. Okay. Robert Kennedy Jr. We and and he he is he well he's an interesting animal too. And, and I, I know. wish we had more time to, to get into him. I think that that um, in a nutshell, I think that him and Trump are working in conjunction with one another, and and which is fascinating uh, because they, they have a very long term friendly relationship with one another that goes back decades. People don't know that. Um, you know, Trump and JFK Jr. were buddies very close friends and so they all ran together back in the day uh you know and and, and it's it's but anyway I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole yes but the u.s government right now the, the entity that is controlling the u.s government is in a full-blown panic they're in a full-blown panic like never before this is this, this goes way beyond the conditions that that set up oklahoma city this goes way beyond i think this goes way beyond 9-11 where they, they looked at things, they said, man, we're, we're in some trouble here, you know, and they don't know how to fix the situation at the southern border. They know that they need to do something, but they don't know what to do. They, the Democrats aren't going to fix it because that means that they would have to admit that their principles were flawed and that they were wrong, and they're never going to do that. No. Right? The Republicans aren't going to fix it because there's too much money to be made. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it out loud. They, they're making money off of that. They know that they're making money off of that. And it's a cash cow for contributions. Exactly. Because if you fix a problem, you, you never want to fix a problem. Because if you fix a problem, then there's no more problem to run on. 
right? You can't say, oh, oh, give us money, right? Give us money. That's why the Republicans are perfectly happy with Biden. That, that's the reason that Mitch McConnell, et cetera, et cetera, was perfectly happy with Biden. You know, they, they wanted Biden in there because if if they have Biden in there, that means the dollars are going to be rolling in. Yep. That is exactly what they wanted. That's why back back under Obama, and this is another thing with Obama, you know, the NRA, Obama was the greatest NRA salesman for memberships and donations. Man, you know, behind the scenes, they might hate that guy in public all they want. But hey, a salesman's a salesman. That's exactly what he is. You know, for every every uh, hero has to have a, a the anti-hero, right? You have to have the antagonist for the protagonist. Yeah, you know? and the better the the antagonist is, the better the story is. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, you know, I, I you know, it, and and that's that's just the fundamental truth of it all. It's sad because when the when this state of affairs occurs, that's when liberty dies, and that's where we find ourselves today. And um, but but I think the the point of this this whole thing is I think that if if anything is to occur, it will be this deep deep state apparatus doing something on itself. That's that's my my suspicion. Uh, I think it's based a regular on assumption. Their past behavior. Now, does that mean that that an external nation, you know, China or Russia, will take advantage of that? Yeah, absolutely, they will. Absolutely, because they're, they're hostile nations. They, they will absolutely take advantage of that power vacuum. But I do not think, I do not think in the least that this this government is is right now. The American people are are uh, under any threat from a foreign actor. I agree I with that. I don't, I don't see it because if you look at the the actions of this government, they're desperate for something. They're desperate for a win. They're losing in Ukraine by by any any sober analysis. They're, they're losing in Ukraine. They they don't they they there is no winning strategy there. There is no game plan there. You know, you, you, we don't we don't have it. We're losing on the world stage. But when you look at the, our finances, you know, inflation is about to be out of control. They have absolutely no plan for any of this stuff. Yeah, we lost We're, in Afghanistan big time. We, we, we're continuing to lose and they, they don't understand why that is. Recruitment is, is absolutely at, at, at its all time worst in the United States military. Why is that? You know, why is that? Because the leadership sucks. The leadership's awful. This is, this is absolutely ridiculous by anybody's estimation. This is terrible. And so with all of that said, these people are absolutely desperate. Now, I'll, 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 this is the last thing that I'll say, is that once the veil, and, and this is true, you, you and, and I implore everyone out there to read C. Wright Mills, The Power Elite. It's an old book from 1950s, right? I think 1956 was when it was published. It is a foundational text of sociology. And if you want to know what's really going on in the world, C. Wright Mills was not a conspiracy theorist, not a conspiracy theorist, didn't make his money off conspiracy theories. He just told you what was. He just laid it out and he, he was persecuted politically because of it. But here's here's the thing is that the power elite, that whole book explaining the kleptocracy that runs everything sheds perfect light on today. And he he pointed out something very important. That when the veil is removed, 
of all of this, of the truth of the whole situation, when the veil is removed, how do you put that back? You don't. When when that hegemony is now in question, when, when that social cohesion now falls into question, you have to use force to put that, that back. That's, that's precisely. You have one thing left, brutal tyranny. That's all you exactly. have. 87,000 IRS agents. You have, you have that type of mentality. You turn on the American people because everywhere globally we failed. I mean, not, not only failed, but catastrophically failed. Right. Um, and, and so as the American people wake up, I mean, you know, just think of this. They don't protect us. They don't protect your children. In fact, they victimize your children. They're not protecting our border. God knows what's coming across, fentanyl, Chinese agents, whatever's coming across the border, sex traffickers. They haven't protected the value of your money. They continually devalue your money over and over and over again so that they impoverish you. Uh, they're not protecting your rights, your First Amendment rights, your, your Second Amendment rights um, are, are being violated daily. We're coming up on the pistol brace ruling in a few, what, um, eight days where maybe 40 million Americans are going to be felons. Um, 87,000 IRS agents. I, I, I could go on and on and on. So going back, I'm going to circle back to, to what it is, is that you're on your own. I mean, they're destroying your food supply. Uh, you know, they're destroying the ability to manufacture food. Uh, they're openly promoting. I mean, openly promoting now. It's not like even conspiracy theory. Eat bugs. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, train up. Find your tribe. Amen. And then get your gear. Uh, Matt, can I mention a sale that I'm going to give to yeah. people? Okay. Good. Please do. Please okay. do. You know, L3 unfilmed night vision are recognized as generally the best. But as all things, buyer beware. Um, most people are putting what's called a 20 UM tube in it and calling it, you know, the best. Well, that's a military grade tube. Um, our, we have the 22 UA tubes. Those are the, those are the um, aviation grade tubes. And so you're going to get a 72 line pair unit. Um, we have, we have those on sale right now. We have financing, but if, if you buy it because you heard on this program here, we're going to include a $200 light interference filter free. So if you buy it, go to readymaderesources.com and type in L3 aviation, it'll come up. And if you type in the comment section, heard John Matt, please include the free light interference filter. We'll do it. And what that does, a lot of people don't know, we actually had a gentleman who bought his laser, you know, um, his night vision, he had his night vision on, and he wanted to see what it looked like. So he took his laser and shined it into the tube. Um, <coughs> yeah, it burned a big black line in it instantly. <laughs> Gave himself some free LASIK. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't hurt his eye, but the night vision wasn't so fortunate. Um, mm. the, the light interference filter helps protect that. So we're going to give that away free. Um, <clears throat> and again, you know, if you buy night vision, take Matt's course, train with it. Because if you just stick it in your closet, I can promise you, you're going to go out. You won't know how to adjust it. You know, you won't know what, what to do with it. It might do you some good. It's not like it'll be work, totally worthless. But like a radio, like a firearm, like night vision, any of that, once you've trained with it, you, you become 
it becomes integrated into you. It's like muscle memory. You know, I, I haven't done some martial arts in a long time, but I still know what to do if something happens. It's just muscle memory. That's that's what I do. I've been trained it so long. It's just that's what I do. Um, and, and so train with it. And uh, to me, I think Matt will agree with me, pr probably other than, you know, your night vision and your thing. But as far as gear is concerned, uh, night vision gives you the greatest force multiplication of anything you can get. I can pretty much do whatever I want to do with it. So we're going to offer that special to uh, anybody listening, a free light interference filter with it. And we've already got the night vision marked down $200. Just go online and type in L322UA night vision and see what other people are charging for it. So, rock and roll, brother. Amen. Rock and roll, definitely, folks. And and you know, in all seriousness, we, we're wrapping up. I mean, night vision. Night vision is is one of the the biggest enablers that you can invest in right now. Um, that that I and we've had that conversation in the past. I, I am really surprised that they have not come after civilian ownership of night vision. So I. I'm really, really surprised they haven't. They've come after body armor. Obviously, you're coming after firearms. That that's you know perennially what they're going to come after. Um, but you know, uh, night vision. I, I'm really, really surprised. Really surprised they haven't come after that. And I think that uh, they they could cut off the supply to civilians very easily. And really. I, I don't think that there would be the pushback that, that there would be, um, you know, against firearms and, and, you know, other, other products that are on the market that, that could be banned because it, it wouldn't even take an act of Congress to do it. You no. know, they, they could just say, you know, Hey, backroom deals, federal government can say, Hey, you know, you ain't going to supply civilians anymore. Hey, L3, you ain't, you ain't going to, if you want to continue doing business with the U S government, you ain't going to supply civilians anymore. And, and if the major war breaks out, they won't even, you won't have to worry about it because it all go to the militaries. Um, right. We saw the photonish units disappear for a long time because the uh, USG sent thousands of them over to uh, yep. Ukraine and, and that those tubes dried up. But I'm going to, I'm going to even go further than that, Matt. I'm just going to be a little generous on any, if you buy any night vision, PVS 14, PVS 14 uh, from me, I'll include a free light interference filter. Um, oh, but you have man. to mention Matt. I'm not, not, you know, don't call me up three months from now and say, I never got my light interference filter. You have to mention, I heard it on, <laughs> on that. Okay, so, just to make it clear. And um, yeah, readymaderesources.com. Or call me. You can call me at 800-67-3809. As always, it is, it's, it's such an, honor and a cool experience to be able to break bread with you online uh, amen you know, because you know doing it doing it here in the podcast and and kind of because folks did did we rehearse anything before we came on did we even was 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 there any scripting was there really any discussion what we were going to talk about no nah it was just like hey we're, we're gonna have a conversation you know, and, and so this is kind of a, a peek into the window. This is this is conversations that we have, you know, regularly. And, and you know, we, we get to get to share all, all of that online, that that kind of free form and, um, you know, share it with all of you out there to this wonderful Radio Contra audience. And, um, you know, this uh, all all 14.7 thousand of you who are subscribed now, um, you know, with with uh 
670,000 downloads. Uh, we are quickly closing in on a million, and I think we're going to hit a million before the end of the year uh, at this rate. We had 2,500 downloads on the podcast yesterday in less than 24 hours, which is huge, huge. I think uh, that that is that is probably um, that is certainly the best that we've done this month. Um, we we that might be the best that we've done all year on a single day uh, for for a single episode in one day. Uh, we had about six thousand downloads yesterday in total. So huge! Big thank you to this audience. Big thank you to you, Bob. God bless you, brother, and look God forward bless. to talking to you again real soon, folks. Get out there. Make it happen in the real world. God bless all of you. And I'll be talking to you again very, very soon. Zen Scout out.